Okay, let's get going. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Unto Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Ince. And today, you know what I just thought about? I actually really miss when I had intro music and outro music. I started using this recording platform and now I'm just like, you know, it's just, it's not the same. Maybe let's, let's try something like this. It's not going to be the same, but hi, I'm Rebecca and this is, I'm your host Rebecca Ince and this is another episode of the Undo Podcast. You know... It's really not the same, but in any sense, guys, oh, I'm very excited. Today, we are going to be talking about beholding Jesus. And I just want to preface this right now and inform you that the practice of beholding Christ, the Christ in Christ crucified, the whole Christ is going to completely revolutionize your entire existence speaking from experience. Um, Okay, I didn't even really prep for this. Here's what happened. I was brainstorming. I was like, Friday's coming, Lord. What are we doing? Um, And again, we talked about this on previous episodes. I feel like the Lord's like, here's some free agency. I trust you. Pick a a topic and honor me, you know? Um... But I was like, yeah, I could do like another one like episode that's like, oh, my favorite this, my favorite that. And like, it's not that anything is inherently wrong with that. I just was like, I want an episode that's literally just Christ. Not that the others are not by any stretch. It's just the man, fully God, Christ alone. And I was, like, brainstorming with the Lord. I'm like, what does that look like? And um, a couple of things happened in the span of literally, like, an hour at best. And I was like, moral of the story, today we're going to be talking about beholding the Lord. And so I have my handy-dandy notebook. Um, And so please bear with me as I work through this because the this is just the product of me sitting in the prayer room like this. Sorry if you cannot see the video episode for this. It's literally just me like grabbing my face and then pretty much just like banging my Bible and being like, what is what is going on? Because I saw Psalm 27 differently today. And that's just what I love about the word of God. It's like, you 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 read one thing one day and it's, it's the same words. But when the Lord said that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, that's what is I revisit the word and God is like and now look again what do you see this time what are you beholding no pun intended this time and so in any sense um I have a couple of notes they're just not the most structured because this was just a byproduct of me being like oh my lord oh my lord and just getting dumbfounded so walk with me as we work through my chicken scratch um so yeah two questions it's just, how do I behold Jesus and why should I behold Jesus? We're going to get into the practicals because I'm just a practical girl. I don't really understand. Um, 
I don't want to say that. <laughs> I just enjoy practicals. Um, I don't want to be told to do something without really knowing what exactly I'm supposed to be doing. And so we're going to jump into a couple of those. But I really want to start with the why. But so that you can kind of gear up and be like, okay, let me actually put on my listening ears. Let me put on my studious cap. Um, and let me open up my heart to receive. Because it's like beholding Jesus is what I feel like the entire Christian walk is about. And so this is like the locus. Jesus is the locus, like the center of all is like, I think it says in Colossians, everything is from him to him for him by him through him, you name it. And so spending your entire life, like finding out the beauty of the Lord, finding out the secrets, the riches, who he is, what his character is like. It is sustenance. It is the best bread ever. And if you know anything about me, I like bread. If you know anything about Dallas, Texas and, and, and um, Oak Cliff Rose, Roasters, Davis Coffee Shop, and you see me with a slice of that buttered toast, I know something. But this, this bread that is Jesus Christ and taking of him and often completely changed my life and I that's why like I'm telling you I had this thought when I had rededicated my life to the Lord at the age of like 17 I was on the school bus 16 17 and I was like Jesus I really don't remember what I used to think about before I gave my life to you like I I don't remember what filled my mind and now we're working through this whole beholding thing so um it's beautiful like you just get this constant God consciousness but there's still this practice portion where you put in this amount of effort whatever I don't want to make this be some kind of works legalistic deal but there are intentional ways to behold Jesus and it's important to do because this is going to protect your mind this is going to just cover you with peace and fill you with freedom like beholding Jesus once you lock eyes with this man once you just even see how he moves and the things that he says and how he interacts with the world and yourself and the things that fill it it just you know if for the greatest man in the world when people are like, like say there was just some guy who was so swell like a celebrity dies whatever and like unproblematic everybody loved the guy and they're like, he, oh, he made a mark on the world and like his life impacted my life. Why? Is it necessarily that they did something for them? Because I guarantee you, Jane Doe does not know this man personally, but there's something about his existence that provoked something in her that made her, quote unquote, you know, inspired to be a better person. Da -da -da -da. Now imagine that on an infinitely greater scale. What does it look like to look at Jesus all the time? that's going to throw your life into a complete 180. And so, um, yeah, behold him, behold him often, and it will just change your entire life. It just will. And so, um, one of the first things that I wrote down was that beholding Jesus is often found in the slowness, which means again, it takes intentionality. I'm reading the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. And he's, he pretty much is spending a couple chapters just breaking down time, time, time. Where does time come from? Why is time important? Here's the reasons that nobody needs more time. They just need to store their time better. And so everybody can find at least 
five, ten minutes to literally, myself included, just sit down and meditate on Jesus. And you will find that it will completely change the trajectory of your day. If you are having a really whack moment and you're like, I literally just need to lock eyes with Jesus before I do a backflip and pray for death. Um, it's so finding him in slowness. So just taking some time, time is a sacrifice. It just is. And being like, I, no matter how I feel right now, whether I'm happy, even in happy moments too, because it's still a sacrifice when you're glad because you could just do something else that you think makes you happy. Right. But there's something about being like, oh, I really love hanging out with my significant other, but yeah, babe, I'm going to catch up with you in like an hour instead. I just want to like sit down and just look at him, just be with him. Every time that you go into the secret place is not going to be this like slam down, throw down, um, intercessor playlist. Doom, 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 and I pray for Antarctica. Like you, you don't know. Right. Um, so found in slowness, just, you can sit down get quiet and just, and sometimes things just start to come up. It's just like, oh, it was quiet until it wasn't inside. And things, the Lord will start addressing things. And, and if, if that's where it goes, that's where it goes. But to originally go into it with this kind of just like, Lord, I'm not here for anything other than looking at you. And sometimes things progress from there. Sometimes Jesus is like, I just want to sit down and stare at you too. Like, I think you're beautiful. I find you desirable. Let's desire each other. It's just beautiful. And like, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this, but like feeling like you can see Jesus with your heart. That's a different experience, man. I'll be sitting there like, I don't know what you look like, but I can see you. And it's just like, but I can see why that would work. I was in Bible study with some of my closest friends on Monday um, and we were reading through Romans eight, I think. And it's like, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. So it's like, we're up there with him, but we're also here. And so sometimes I wonder just a theory if I'm like, is there, is there a connection that's like, maybe my soul seriously can see you or like my spirit man is up there seeing you and like my body just can't, you know? So anyway, that's number one <laughs> um and also just quick reminders that can sometimes come in that slowness of like so the other morning for example praise the lord he will use an example um i woke up and i just felt weird because the night before i had this dream and i was like well like some encounter with the lord and i was like wow like hmm, this should just be every night right but the grace of God, he showed me, like, it doesn't have to be like that every night. Like, I love you just as much whether you're having those experiences or not. And so the next night, it was just a quiet, chill dream life. Like, I'm a dreamer, and so pretty much every night it's like movie after movie after movie, and I wake up and I'm like, okay, right, right, um, help me, Lord. But this, it was just quiet, and I didn't really remember any of my dreams. And I woke up and I was like, coming off of last night, <laughs> like, well, the night before, I just felt like I did something wrong. I'm like, what exactly happened? And I just didn't feel very loved. I was like, just lies. We're just coming in because I'm half asleep and I'm vulnerable, right? 
And the Lord pretty much just stilled me. And I had like literally like no more than like five minutes. And the Lord was reminding me about something I learned in my new covenant class last semester. That's like, you're experiencing this feeling because you're putting your feelings, you're, you're having this experience because you're placing your feelings over the word of God. And the Lord was like, Rebecca, what does my word say? And I'm going through this thing with the Lord where I'm like, I'm blood bought. I am chosen by God. I am desired by the Lord. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Like these things. And I'm like, and that is the truth. So even though I'm feeling right now, like, oh my goodness, maybe the Lord's mad at me. Maybe the Lord doesn't want anything to do with me. Why did my dream life happen like that last night? Just all this stuff. He's like, now that's the truth. And I tell you something, something in me just whoop, stood up a couple inches taller. And I was like, I'm blessed. And so that was that. This is why this, so I'm answering the why still, like, these are the reasons, like, it's helpful to behold him. We behold him, number one, over all things, because he is worthy to just be stared at. Like, what are the four living creatures and the 24 elders seeing all the time? That they are throwing themselves down, saying, holy, 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 and they've been doing it for thousands of years, and they will not cease. So clearly, it's just the worthiness of God, and that he's just so, like, gobsmackingly beautiful and majestic that they're just like all the time um so we behold him because he's worthy but it but it's just the kindness of the lord that there's more to it where he's like this is gonna help you just survive you looking at me you being with me you abiding in me is gonna be your sustenance and so um I also wrote down like remembrance of Jesus and his sacrifice is another way of like beholding him. So communion, I'm telling you, this is a whole nother episode. The power that communion has had in my life over the last like seven to nine months has just been wild was just for another day. But it's not that it's because I'm eating a wafer and drinking some grape juice out of plastic cup. It's because the act of it, I'm sitting there and I'm like, if I'm in pain, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for the 39 lashes that you bore so that it would be whole in my body. And like just putting legs on these things in my own mind and heart to help me connect with it. So when I take the bread and when I drink the wine, I'm like, there was a real, there was and is a real man, fully God, fully man who died so that I don't have to bear this. Wow. Amazing. Um. And so, so communion is one way for remembrance, but even just calling things to mind. If you're like, I just don't feel like God is very good right now. I challenge you. Um, if you're just driving, be like, you know what, Lord, please remind me because he gladly will like, remind me of times where you were there for me. Because right now in this situation that I'm facing right now, all I can think about is how much I feel like you're not there for me. And this is just messing me up right now. And he will remind you and then it'll just be one thing after one thing. And you'll just get this thankfulness that rises up in your heart because you've beheld Jesus and the works of his hands and his heart in your life and maybe even in others. And it's like Satan is a liar. Jesus is good. Yeah. Um, also, this remembering his desire for you portion. That's huge, especially as somebody who's like struggles with feeling desirable like validation whatever to think that the actual son of god fully god fully man jesus christ yeshua is like oh i desire her 
so much so that I would die. And it's not in like some weird way, like, oh, I desire it. Like, no, like to be wanted. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a very desired and wanted bride. Hello? <laughs> this is just, again, that's something to behold. Like, to sit down and meditate on that, like the, 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 the lengths that Jesus went to to make that a reality it's going to be a lifelong time of me unpacking that, to be quite frank. Um, oh, and I also wanted to mention, so Monday, our prayer set pretty much exploded to the point where we just didn't have class because the Lord was just doing something special. Um, and it was just other than. And one of the second years, she said this beautiful prayer that sent me into outer space she was like, Lord, we just repent for like thinking we know how to minister to you. And I, at first I was like, what? <laughs> but then she was like, when people ask us, okay, you went to upper room for one year, two years, like in their ministry school, you're on staff. Like, what can you do? Like, what do you know? And she was like, no, 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 no. It's, I know how to see him. And I was, boy, when I tell you I was like oh are you joking like it's true and I was telling my dad last night I'm like if I could recap these last nine months of my life like I've learned to see God like <laughs> I've learned to behold him I've learned to experience him and it's like well, how do you learn to do that don't you just do it and it's kind of weird to explain but it's like when he comes into the room, when I'm sensing that things are different, when I'm like, I'm just, there's a, I don't know. Like, I just, I know how, or at least I'm learning how better to receive him and asking like what the appropriate response is. Sometimes I'll be literally singing in the middle of a worship set and I feel like the Lord's just like, you can be quiet. And it's not that he doesn't want me to, that he doesn't want to hear my voice, whatever, but like, Sometimes I just get quiet and I start to take in what I'm hearing and I'm connecting with it more with my mouth closed than when it was open. And so anyway, I just really love that because it's like, the, what's the most important part of these nine months of my life? What's the most important part of anybody's life? That they got to experience God in relationship, not in even just fleeting passion that fades away, but to experience him, to behold him, to... We're, we're going to jump into Psalm 27 in a second here because this is very serious. Um, yeah, I wrote down that beholding Jesus will set your heart at peace, remove anxiety, and it reminds you why you run. Because Christian, the Christian faith is not easy. It's not for wimpy cats, except I feel like a wimpy cat every day of my life. But it's like any strength that I have is because I have the Lord. So it shows you that like, you need the strength of God in you to run this race. And beholding Jesus reminds you of like, in the times where you feel faint and feel like you just can't keep up and you, or you don't even want to, let's be real. That it's like, but when I, but when I know that there's a man who has fire in his eyes, feet of burnished bronze, white hair, that's like wool, that his voice sounds like many waters, like, that he's a very real king. Something about that is encouraging and emboldening to keep running the race well. 
The fact that he bore the cross, despised the shame on my behalf, took 39 lashes, hung up as an innocent man on a, on a thief's, on a, on a criminal's cross, as a blameless man, the blameless man, so that I could bear his righteousness and be fully received by God. That's something to behold. That's fascinating. So, yep, it reminds you of his worthiness because when you reflect on those things, the only response that you really can have that even feels rightful is worthy. <laughs> worthy, worthy, uh, holy, worthy. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, da, da, da. Oh, yeah, another practical reading Re- the book of Revelation. Revelation of Jesus. Um, in other red letters, you can find Jesus from Genesis to Revelation entirely. Matter of fact, you find Jesus from Genesis to Maps. But there's something about reading red letters, and there's something about reading the physical descriptors of Jesus, any descriptions of Jesus, and just sitting with them for a little bit. Like Isaiah 53. Um, uh, Revelation chapter 1 describes Jesus. I believe and just these things and meditating on them um and just remembering that he is the center of all things having that reverence towards him and just make a practice of it like you don't have to get it perfect but it's just it's not some religious thing to check off like like I said over and over like it is your sustenance it is the meat it is the bread it is important to just see him and see and to say like Lord help me to even see you rightly. Um da, 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 da. Hmm. But yeah, okay. Sorry, I was just staring at my notes and had a couple thoughts. But yeah, John excuse me, John chapter one, verse one. Shall we jump there very quickly, church? All right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay. And when you get there, say, um, say, say I'm there. I'm there. Okay. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That tells me something. That tells me that this beautiful book that I have right here, that Jesus can be found all over the place. I'm repeating myself intentionally now. Um, it's telling me that Jesus can be found everywhere in here. And so that even in the Old Testament before we see him, because it says he was in the beginning with God in verse 2. So that means all of this unto for unto him, for him, through him, by him. Um, so just listen, that's a message to me too. Just getting in the word of God. About to of this ring right now. And also, I wrote down, ask Jesus to reveal himself and to open your eyes. Ask him to teach you how to behold him. Because I don't know how to do anything. I literally just show up and I'm like, if you don't show me, I won't know. And he delights. He's rabbi, the best teacher. And I really believe that he would just love to hear you be like, Jesus, I don't even know how to behold you. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what that means. Show me how. 
that's the only way I got to where I got. And I'm still literally just scratching the surface of learning to behold him. And so now. <laughs> Psalm 27 just blew me away today. It picked me up. Opened up a gusty wind and just. I was gone. So. A couple of notes. Three key verses. In this chapter. Psalm 27. Number one. Verse 4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. I'll read it again. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. To what? To behold the beauty of the Lord. And so I'm sitting there staring at this and I'm like, what is the context? <laughs> because what what is David seeing? Oh, Lord. Who is Jesus? What is David seeing and experiencing that he knows that just beholding God is going to fix? <laughs> and so I look up. Psalm 27, like what the context is, in two quotes here, most Bible scholars believe that David wrote Psalm 27 when he was in exile with the kings, with King Saul in hot pursuit. So Saul, as we know, did not love David, um, wanted to literally kill him, tried to, and in the midst of being on the run from this man, allegedly, David is like, there's really one thing I'm asking for right now. If it'll be granted to me, one thing I desire of the Lord, this I will seek out, attentionality, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. So you mean to tell me that the beauty of the Lord is a solution? Hmm. That's so incredibly interesting. And they say that the, um, quote unquote, the theme of Psalm 27 is confidence in God's protection from enemies. So David is writing about his confidence in the protection of God from his enemies. And he's saying, one thing that I've desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Jump down to verse eight, more beholding. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Hmm. Could could we behold the Lord again in verse 13? Why, yes. I would have lost heart. It's, yeah, verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So I'm just scribbling over my Bible. I'm like, behold, behold, behold. Because, um... I feel like the Lord gave me this phrase, like, beholding is an anchor. And I wrote down, um, da -da 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 -da. we'll come back to that. But it's just like, this is gobsmacking to me. Like, imagine today, like, I think sometimes we read Bible stories and we just glance over them because it's like, Bible story, like, this is a, this is real, like, this is history. So imagine today your worst enemy or anybody really just want to murder you. You were on the run or really just any hard times. And then you're like, 
thinking, even if it's something simple, like maybe this isn't simple at all. This is actually quite serious. If your boss is falsely accusing you of something or like your school, whatever, and you just are waiting for justice, you are waiting on a move of the Lord, any, any conflict, whatever. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to settle on that too much because that's a theory. Um, but I think the theme matches still because there's clearly David something new about beholding God and the power it held it holds and so imagine any conflict that you have in your life what would it look like if instead of being like oh I need to get this lawyer I need to talk to this person or I need to read this article or I need to say this thing craft this argument and looking for ways to be our own defense and form of safety and instead being like if I can just be with God this is going to change everything. Um, it's just like that will completely change your life. I just believe that. Because it, verses 4 and 5 connect here. So one thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Okay, so he's asking the Lord something. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. So just by beholding the Lord and coming to the Lord as a time in, in like a, a need of safety, him just being there, it didn't say, and I will um, be my own shield and I will hide myself here and, you know, I, he, I will set myself on this rock. All of this just stemmed from dwelling in the house of God all the days of his life wanting to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of him, like inquire in his temple. Then in the time of trouble, it says the Lord will hide him in his pavilion, the, in the secret place of the Lord's tabernacle. The Lord will hide him. The Lord will set him high upon a rock. And so, <laughs> this is going to save our lives. Our lives have been saved from the pit already, but this in time of trouble, the Lord, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was there from the very beginning. The Lord is a present help in time of need. So whether that's written, the received, like, imprint from the Lord that you hear, the whatever, how he comes, whatever way he does it, the Lord is help. And if we can just keep the focus as him, like... Again, I'm just challenging all of us. Like, what if the next time we face an issue that our original response is, I'm going to go get along with God and I'm going to behold him, remember who he is, how he's moved on my behalf, see his eyes of fire in my heart, remember he is the ancient of days and that everything is covered. Like, <sighs> yep, we're done here. We're finished. Thank you so much. Well, actually, I do have another bullet point, but I mean, we, we could really just be done here. I will share that, Lord. Okay. So I wrote down that beholding the Lord also helps for sobriety and ministry environments. Keep your eyes on Jesus because when you start to feel jaded and wonder what all of it is unto, you can remember that it's all unto him, Jesus Christ. Because in personal experience, sometimes, especially being in ministry school, oh my Lord, because you do like the same thing every day. And sometimes 
I'm sure there are people who just didn't burn out, but sometimes I'm literally looking around the prayer room and I watch the same flags and the same drums and the same dance and the same hands lifted. And I'm like, my heart can disconnect easily, but I'm like, there's, it's because there's this disconnect with understanding why we're doing it and who, who all of that belongs to. And when I remember that it's unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, I'm like, all of a sudden these flags make sense. All of a sudden these dances make sense. All of a sudden these chord progressions make a lot of sense, even if it's the same one, because he is worthy of this. And he's just worthy to be stared at, worthy to praise, worthy to behold. And so with all of these things being said, let the church say amen. Amen. What we got? What we got? Actually, I don't want to look at these transitions. I'm a little scared. <laughs> but anyway, guys, that's just pretty much all I have for today. Praise the Lord. Um, always a pleasure being here with you guys. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. Follow the Unto Podcast on Instagram at the Unto Podcast. It's also the same handle for TikTok. Um, I'll leave my, the link for my writing also in the description box, RebeccaIntsWrites.Medium.com. Um, and yeah, so I love you guys so much. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you to behold Jesus and me too, because Lord knows I need it. And yeah, you're so loved by God. You're so seen by him. You're so delighted in, oh my goodness. He rejoices over you with singing and dancing like <sighs> we are some love kids, y'all. So let's just stare at our dad. Let's stare at our brother. And yeah. All right. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Unto Podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>